Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. Thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. Food, sports, God, gardening, church, politics, music, movies, comedy, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Cody Stopper. And this is Craig Morton. On this podcast, we talk to writers, teachers, activists, and we seek some wisdom. And as always, we are allergic to big words. But not to big ideas. Profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. History of the Twelve Days of Christmas. I'm looking at. Hey, it it says it it says it's recording. Hi, Cody. I'm Craig. Hey, Craig. I'm you. As you said, I'm Cody. (laughs) Okay, you're chipping up just a little bit there. All right. Still early in the morning for me. Uh, So we're we're we're, mid morning, but. So we're we're in this week of of uh, limbo. Mm. So those of us who celebrate and honor the twelve days of Christmas, we're still in Christmas. Christmas. Uh, so happy happy fifth day of Christmas. Love it. Um, and it's also that time that's coming up toward the new year where people begin thinking about um, two things. I think one is begin prognosticating. We yeah. promise not to use big words, but that's a really that's a really good one. Uh, it means to make progress. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Yeah, what? So it break it down. Pro, prog. prog? I think it's pro gnosis. Yeah. Oh, sure. uh, yes, yes. Uh, pro. Uh, maybe that comes from a pre, like no before. Right. Something. I think it's kind of or, or project. No in advance. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. In advance. Okay. <laughs> and gnosis, gnosis, the yeah. Greek word for, for God, I mean, for, for knowledge, not for God. <laughs> not yes, to be confused knowledge. with kenosis. Uh-huh. Um, okay, anyway. that's, enough, that's enough big word breakdown. Yeah, so it's so much for the etymology lesson. So <laughs> prognostications. Yeah, people start talking about what's going to happen in the next year, as well as these review of the year, you know, past. So still in the Christmas mode, today, happy fifth day of christmas yay so today today is the five golden rings day oh and i had to double check the lyrics just to make sure i was remembering it right it is five golden rings not five gold rings five golden rings yeah 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 that's cool yeah yeah and so one of the things that i that that did my heart good was to think about that realizing um that can mean onion rings oh yum you know get get five really big walla walla uh onion mm. rings um i know burgerville's not making them right now this time of year but those summertime oh. burgerville walla walla onion rings those are awesome i love burgerville yeah and sometimes sometimes five of those onion rings is all it takes mm. so there's a uh, a place here in the lc valley kind of new it's called Bircher's Grill I haven't been yet but you know how um they have you ever been to a restaurant that does a 
Tower of Onion Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They do one of those, but they also do a tower of cheeseburgers. That like I think it goes burger, onion ring, burger, onion ring, and they and then they pour cheese all over it. Oh. oh my. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um maybe once in my life I could do that. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe the last day of my life I would do that. <laughs> it could be. Um, it could be. So not to prognosticate about what would happen to you if you that's correct. The, anyway. the be, I think the best onion rings here in the Boise area are Bad Boy Burgers. I see. I have driven uh, by Bad Boy not, Burgers a gazillion times. Not the one been. on Fairview, but the one on um, Vista downtown. Okay. So. It, but is, they're not the same? Like, Actually, no. Or? It's the same name, but they're not even a franchise one of the other. Two Whoa. completely separate companies. One is, one is a uh, Greek Middle Eastern hamburger place, <laughs> which is really interesting. I mean, okay. um, and there, and then the other one is um, just burgers. Yeah, regular Americana burgers. burgers. Oh, boy. But uh, yeah, I mean, huh. if you want some Americana, that's awesome. Yeah, sure. Some so, diner drive-ins and dives. No, when when um when when you came on, I had something on Facebook that you were wondering yep. what it was about. So I mentioned Kate Bowler last time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. she's been sitting down with her dad and going through these interviews with him about his nativity sets. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of cute. Uh, but this one, well, maybe maybe I'll play part of it so we can get into it. It's it's okay. it it goes from awe to huh. That's weird. <laughs> okay. I am not hearing anything. Yeah, it's oh, it's I gotta expand it here, so it's oh, I, gotcha, can't, okay. I can't get to the volume button. <laughs> it's underneath the little thing there. <sighs> you see that? Can you see that yeah, on my it, screen? It's a, yeah, it keeps opening uh, to send it as a message to somebody. There, yeah. oh, maybe that'll work. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> It's just stopped again. Oh, my goodness. Days of Christmas start on Christmas Day, and they run until January 6th, which is Epiphany. It has been a part of church culture since um, the earliest uh, medieval days. The Council of Tours set it up as uh, 12 days of um, holiday, essentially, for um, the, the serfs of medieval Europe. And uh, this is an, a dead spot in the agricultural year in the Middle Ages. So it was a time given over to being happy, to being festive, largely, um, except for one day in which you're supposed to be sad. Which day? Well, we'll get to that. Don't, don't rush me. Um, <laughs> anyway, she has, these, she has these interviews with her, with her father, which it's just amazing. Uh, super, super cool. Uh, today's, I think this is, today's what I thought was fascinating. Uh, we have too, I would say too many Advent 
Um, home? We have too many homes for Jesus. Jesus lives in too many places <laughs> in our home. And, uh, and anyway, it's got a cast of characters. I always like to add, where's Luther? Um, your mom took Luther away. Well, I was like a <laughs> bossy add-on to anybody's like, <laughs> someone who comes in and add-on. tells you what's what. But my dad has a <laughs> character. Well, nativity scenes are uh, quite popular throughout history. And uh, it's the custom to have not only the Holy Family in your creche, but also various townsfolk, soldiers, shepherds, uh, wise men, and so on. But in northeastern Spain, in Catalonia, they have a peculiar figure called the Cahana, um, which is essentially the pooper. <laughs> this is uh, the, the pooper in his most traditional form. He is a... Okay, so... It, it's an image of a, somebody dressed in Catalonian uh, traditional garb with the, you know, kind of a red cap, peasant white shirt, black pants. But the black pants happen to be pulled down, mm-hmm. exposing the buttocks because he's, he's the down. pooper. Yeah, and he's, he's the pooper. He's the Interesting. pooper. Interesting. Dressed in the um, peasant costume of Catalonia. And he is um, voiding his bowels. No, I don't think we need to show that part. All right. Thank you. Um, so or I, I, I like that you explained pooping <laughs> to people. All right. In- he, he's known <laughs> as the pooper. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, while people are still in the Christmas mood, in that Christmas Ooh. spirit, um, it's it's awesome. Just check out Kate Bowler's Facebook page and keep learning about the 12 days and about... The, what was the Spanish word? The caraña or the pooper? Yeah, the pooper. Come. I, I suppose if you just look online for a Catalonian pooper. You'd probably find a You might find it, yeah. That actually sounds like a strange breed of dog as well. Yeah, it could, right. Oh, my word, that's hilarious. Anyway. Where do you find these things? You. I mean, you. <laughs> Where do you find it? Where'd you find this person? Well, I just started following Kate Bowler just because she's a she's a profound intellect mm-hmm. and uh, wonderful um, storyteller and uh, a scholar of church history at Duke. Wow! Uh, but um, you can tell just in the conversation she has with her dad that uh, he's a teacher too. You know, he's he's yeah, oh yeah, he definitely goes in depth. Uh, to oh, the very bowels so of a topic. I like it. Oh, my <laughs> word. Interesting. Very um, cool. I like it. Kate Buller. Nice. Nice. Yeah, point. good stuff. Wow, cool. Oh, goodness. So, so last week we talked about, what did we talk about last week? Uh, there's some Christmas, a little short Christmas rants. There was some. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we talked about some Christmas pet peeves, but I was wondering if you Probably actually a had a, a, a New Year's pet peeve. Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, People, hey, what are, you, what, what are you doing at midnight on New Year's Eve? Are you going to be bringing in the New Year? Don't say it. No. <laughs> bringing That's, in the New Year? No, it's not bringing in the New Year. You don't bring in the New Year. You ring in the New Year. Well, Why somebody's got something. Bring in the new year. Somebody's got to bring it. Nah, well, yeah, whatever. You got to bring a, a, a noisemaker to ring in the new year. 
That's that's the saying. Why do people keep saying bring in the new year? It, no, stop it. I don't like it. There you go. That's my All one right. of my pet peeves. That, that was it. That was it. <laughs> right. Did I have another one? I can't remember. Did I have another one? So do, do you guys have a, like a family tradition on New Year's Eve or do you, does your church have no. like a, what are those no. night watch services or whatever they call it? <laughs> yeah, no, every church I've ever been at has always been, when I was a kid, the church I grew up in had a kind of a, but it always ended at 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to go home and do it. And then, uh, and then every church since that I've ever been a part of mostly has been, you know, party poopers. So, nope. No, no, no. Never have done that with the church. Uh, not even once. Have you? Yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't think so. I think the closest thing to it probably was high school with youth group. Yeah, we may, I did, maybe youth group we might have. Yeah, But it really wasn't like a, like, because there's, there's a whole liturgy, you know, Bible know. readings and mm -hmm. welcoming the new year and all that kind of stuff. Who actually you know, does that? This was just like a bunch of Oreos and Cheetos and Coca-Cola, you know, probably. <laughs> right. Yes, I think, yeah. I mean, not that I have definitely stayed up and done the whole everything. Now, Idaho has a pretty cool tradition in Boise. You, you mean the, uh, the, the dropping of the potato? The great potato drop. Yeah. <laughs> well, so oh, it's usually, usually downtown Boise, the potato, I don't, I've never been. I mean, I, I, I don't like the idea of standing in the cold right? in crowds. I mean, it just sounds like there's better things to do. <laughs> like sleep. Like going to sleep at 10 o'clock. But <laughs> so this year, because of the crowds and uh, physical distancing and all, all that, the, the, the potato will still be dropped and filmed, but in an undisclosed location. <laughs> So you can only so, watch it via film. Yeah, I guess there's going to be some kind of message. Hey, you know, go to this Facebook page or the yeah. TV station or something like that. Yeah, have it been, what's the local ch channel there? Here it's Clue. It's, it, well, KTVB, the, KTVB. Um, the NBC affiliate tends to pick up most of those community affairs more than uh, community activities more than the other channels. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the great potato drop. But, yeah, no, around here, you know, fireworks will go off, of course. But they've been going off all Christmas season for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. Wow. I don't know what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've, we, it's time to get, start giving our dogs some uh, CBD or some kind of um, – uh, Yeah. Some, uh, our, our dog just went uh, – she was, she was kind of going psychotic over 4th of July. So uh, – and. We'll start taking care of her here in the next, you know, day or so, and get her ready for New Year's Eve. Give her a tranquilizer. So, I think one of my pet peeves for uh, New Year's is the the top ten lists. You know, top, oh yeah, top ten movies, top ten songs, sure. top ten yep. news stories. There's yep. a part of me that is like so done with a year at this point in time, and this is my habit. I mean, it's not just this year of all years. Mm-hmm. But it's like by this time I'm done. Let's 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 start moving move forward. On. But I, yes, last night I sent you a few texts because uh, Carla and I started watching Death to 2020 on Netflix. Yeah, what? Is, no, tell me about that. Death to 2020 is a year in review show. 
the type that I hate, but it's done by the producers and directors or the, the crew that makes Black Mirror. Mm. And if you've ever oh. watched Black Mirror, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's this uh, very, I mean, the music is intense and tells you something horrible is going to happen, that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. And then they pull together um, like Hugh Grant, uh, Samuel Jackson, um, oh, I'm trying to remember some of the other actors, um, um, pull them in to uh, narrate and tell their stories. Samuel Jackson, just as Samuel Jackson, but others take yeah. on. Um, um, Tracy Ullman is, is the Queen of England. Um, oh, she, nice. she can be anybody. Yeah, and uh, Steve, Steve from um, Stranger Things. I can't remember oh, yeah, the actor's yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's he's in there, and he's just this regular guy who lost his job and now became a you know a, a millionaire using YouTube uh, <laughs> dur during the pandemic. But one of the best characters in there is uh, is Kathy, and Kathy is the ultimate Karen. Uh, I, I queued up a section of that. I'm going to play. I think I have. Yeah. See, oh, see, see if Netflix will let me play online here. Ooh, ooh, interesting experiment here. Yeah. This is for educational purposes, so I think we're... Um, <laughs> Plus, it's uh, it probably will gain them a viewer. At least one. <laughs> um, and while it's thinking about whether or not it wants to connect, probably doesn't want to do it because I have it on screen share. Oh, oh does so, Netflix have something like that built in? I... It's a lot of shenanigans going on here. If I were President Trump, I would take all this to court. I'd fight back. Stop the steal! Stop the steal! Stop the steal! Oh my God, well, there were so many discrepancies. I mean, listen, according to the records, there were dead people who voted for Biden, which is impossible because ghosts cannot hold pencils. They said that there were more male ballots than ever. What about female ballots? The voting machines in Michigan were wirelessly controlled by Hunter Biden's laptop. Georgia's not even a real state. There is no record of it existing before November. Jet fuel does not burn that hot. That was a controlled demolition. Trump not winning is a statistical impossibility like snow in winter or a duck that can't talk. The total lack of evidence proves there's been a cover-up. And the whole election never even happened. CNN made it look like it did using deep state CGI. It's all a lie. And, um... If that's what democracy looks like, then count me out. Actually, don't count me at all, because that would be democracy again. And I want no part of it. This election is not over. Far from it. In a blizzard of headlines, Trump launches... Uh, and... <laughs> wow. And at the end of that segment, she's talking to the interviewer and she yeah. has this little look over to her, the left, her left shoulder. And she kind of whispers, I think, in a whisper. So I didn't really catch it. But it's like, who is that black man? And the interview goes, uh, that's Mike. He's holding the boom. He's been here the whole time. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. But um, this is this is the best year in review uh, that's, that's thing good. ever. That's pretty good. Uh, she reminds me of. Um, so first of all, I should tell you uh, that 
I only heard. I didn't see. So the screen Correct. share didn't. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know if you knew that or not. All yeah. right, hang on. I'm going to get a name for you because the voice and it, I know it wasn't this person, but it reminded me of, let me go see if I can find her. She's a funny comedian. Uh, she's a part of um, uh, The Daily Show now. Uh, let's see, Daily Show. Her name is... Oh, let's see. See if you get it right, because I know. You know who it is? Yeah. She's great. Uh, Kristen Milioti. No, I'm talking about Desi... Desi Le oh, Lied oh, Desi Lied Lied yeah. No, but this is yeah, yeah, this yeah. is Chris this is Kristen Meliotti. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And um, Desi Desi does uh she's been doing she <laughs> she's been doing these series of um little snippets where it's she let's see, she watches twenty-four hours of Fox News and then goes on an explanation of what's <laughs> really happening on any given topic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious as if there would be an explanation or a justification <laughs> yeah it's so. so funny she's great she's hilarious she's somebody i just newly discovered during the pandemic time so wow she's funny she's hilarious yeah um, it's Le leslie jones is in it as well and, and she says something about um um, you know, people say 2020 was a shit show and a dumpster fire. That's an insult to dumpsters and shit. <laughs> um, just it, it is hilarious. It is. Um, I, I can no longer say that year in review shows are on my pet peeve list. There you um, go. And so I was going to tell you, like, I'm not so opposed to the list. And here's why. Only because. I usually find at least one or two things that I've, I've missed that I want to now check out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I appreciate it in an educational sense because there is some things I usually miss, but I do, I do understand. Let's move on. Let's get done. You know, let's, why countdown, why review? I should tell you, I haven't seen one yet. I haven't seen a single top 10 of anything yet. Really? Have you? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, 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 I just did last night. Oh, but I, okay. I saw I saw some for um, it was, they were top ten lists for Billboard magazines. You know, oh, you know, songs over the year, performers any, of the year. Any of those yet? Usually, yeah. my friends are posting things like that. And I, I, I had I had seen some on um, I you know it's interesting. I'd seen some on on finance and stock market stuff. I haven't seen anything on politics really specifically oh, because I'm thinking politics. it is in possible to limit it to 10. I right. I mean, do you oh, remember this thinks. is this is so to me it's mind-boggling. Mm. It just seems so long ago. Kobe Bryant died. Yeah. 11 months yeah. ago. I know. I mean, and, yep. and that I feels like that was a couple of NBA seasons ago. Right. Um and I remember well <laughs> because we kind of didn't have to cuz it cuz it kind of was of the season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, um, um, I can remember the day that happened, like why it feels so long ago to me be was because we have a, in one of our congregations, we have a helicopter pilot. His name is Blake. I actually, he was one of my first Sunday schooled teachers, guest teachers, and he's a very talented pilot. What he does, dude, it's crazy. He's a wildlife capture 
for mm. research. So his helmet, you know, he has to fly like along the ground and he has a gunner who shoots a net from from the helicopter to capture the animal. So he's got this cannon on his helicopter, you know, and he has to steer this helicopter along the ground. Anyway, it's insane. But anyway, after the that, helicopter crash That actually happened, sounds pretty cool. It's like, so, that's a job? That's like... <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's insane. So yeah, we talked about it afterward and, and I wanted to get his take about what happened. And he, and actually now some things have come out and actually pretty much verified. And he said that he knows, he actually personally knows some of the helicopter pilots that fly for the company that Kobe uses, would use for his thing. And he said that um, uh, most pilots uh, in those conditions would not have flown anybody in those conditions but he felt like probably what happened was maybe there was a little pressure from the attendants, you know, from the, the people flying. So Kobe and his, his daughter, because they wanted to get somewhere. Right. So there was a little, they were a little incessant on let's get there, he was thinking. And, that, and as it turns out, that probably is, is the case. But, uh, tr so uh, trust the experts kind of. A, yeah, you know, yeah. That's, mm -hmm. That is really sad. Yep. Um, you know, it was this was also the same year that Australia was on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean that, that feels like such a long time ago. Do you remember? Here's what blew what I what I couldn't time wise wrap my head around. Do you remember the earthquakes in Idaho? Oh yeah. Back in like March. March. Yeah. April. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like so long ago to me. Oh that that yeah, and and uh, in fact, uh our the the track at Meridian High School, the track at I think Rocky Mountain High School in Meridian and Mountain View High School in Meridian, all three tracks were relatively new in the last few years. Yeah. And they're all, they all had been damaged and cracked oh. by the, by the earthquake. Yeah. But and, I, I, in, that's in, what I, I was trying to review the year. And I was like, what yeah. really that happened this year? That was yeah. so long ago now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, no, it, um, as a, as a, um, that was the second earthquake I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. The first one was a one point nothing kind of earthquake <laughs> in Philadelphia, oh, and wow. it when we were in seminary, I was up in the you know third floor in our in our apartment, and I just felt things kind of jostled a little, little bit. I thought, well, that really the the train going by doesn't feel that way, <laughs> right? And later find out there was a, there's actually a there's a fault line that goes under Philadelphia. Oh wow! Oh, um, large, yeah, incredibly inactive. So it just yeah, was a little exactly. bit of tummy rumbling. <laughs> But but then this one here, it was like, oh, things are shaking. Uh, this was different here in March. It's like, oh, I can feel this moving. Yeah. And it was big. We felt it here. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well, it was. I think I think where you are and where we are, are kind of equidistant from the epicenter, which was around. Yeah, I think so. Family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good, good, um, yeah. That was yeah. It was a big one. But you're at the lowest part in the area, so everything would have just rolled over onto you guys. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Yeah, thought. that that or or another thing that feels like so long ago now too is, uh, I mean, especially as it concerns this fella, because so many things just keep coming. The whole deal of the the, um, the uh, when he went to do the photo op at the church and cleared out the the protesters. Well, yeah. and, uh, I mean, the, 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 um, so that, that, um, Netflix death to 
2020. I mean, it's largely comedic, sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, but when it gets to the section on um, George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, it, it really, really pulls back on, on the sarcasm and lets it stand a bit more with a little bit more respect, I think, mm-hmm. that it deserves. But mm-hmm. then um, that tone quickly shifts when, you know, um, somebody has to go clear out a bunch of uh, peaceful protesters on their knees at a near a church. Yeah. Um, and then, oh. yeah. It's like you can't you can't hold back when you see stuff like that. Yeah, when well, so that moment to me, like just I I, I don't know. I've always kind of held some hope for some people, but when because that to me is a blank. Like if that doesn't tell you that this guy will do anything, you mm-hmm. know, to uh, <clears throat> hold on. Like for me, anything that's happening now, right. no surprise at all because of this moment. Like right. if you will use your you know, because it was military. That's who they were. They were uh, to basically. Yeah. <laughs> if you will well, do that to citizens, then. If I'm not mistaken, the um, there was somebody from Joint Chiefs. Yeah. Who was in that little entourage? Yep. And did he resign or did he yes, eventually pro- protest? Resigned. Okay. He, he, yeah. He did. He resigned. And and didn't want to be in the photo and but didn't in the in the moment stand up and say anything. But I you know it would be hard you know in that. Oh, it, in it would moment. be hard and and but still I mean anybody who's got the presence of mind to eventually say I'm out. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, there have been so many people who could have oh. done that for yeah. the last four years. Just yeah. to say, I, I've I've hit my limit. I'm out. Yeah. And there's very somebody, few who've done it. Somebody this week. Uh, it's a, a woman, and I can't remember her name, but she was, you know, one of the, not, not a big name, not a, a, any heads of staff or anything, but uh, was a person who really did, was doing the work. She came forward this, like, within the last two weeks or so, and and said what, uh, uh, like, just mea culpa, like, poured out. Didn't need to. I mean, she's not anyone who's, like, she resigned a long time ago, like, maybe even two years ago, but she wow. even came forward this week. <laughs> And said what we even did from 2017 and 2018 was so wrong, so so bad. Uh, I I'm still apologizing for it. Like, you know, one of those. I, um, one of those people who who has kind of taken on that role, and I'm really looking forward to more from her is Elizabeth Newman. Mm. So Elizabeth Newman was in the was in the administration as a high ranking uh, security expert. Mm. I'm not sure if she was with NSA or military intelligence or whoever she was with, but she she jumped ship about maybe six months ago. Okay, and I can't remember what was for her that final straw. <laughs> but when yeah. she finally came out, she she a large part of her. Uh, statement to the press and I heard her, you know, in several different interviews, it was um, part of it had to do with the fact that she could not abide with what was going on with her evangelical faith. I mean, she's a, she's, she's a, she's a conservative, she's a Republican. I mean, she's kind of the old fashioned kind of Republican, the kind that used to exist, you know, six years ago, whatever um, I think. And then, and, and, and kind of a traditional evangelical faith, but she finally, I don't, I don't remember something, something just broke 
And well, just can you out, imagine? out of faith, she had to do that. Because of her role, if she was working in security or, or NSA, so guarantee they've seen some questionable things even before this, even with any other right. uh, administration or in your field. So can you imagine what must have gone on? Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Obama was no saint with uh, yeah. military intelligence and, or the right. lack of it in the indiscriminate bombing with drones, you know, yep. in the Middle East, especially Yemen. But I mean, so people with that level of security see all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's that's terrible Ugh, yeah. frightening ah wow um so, yeah you were talking about uh, so matt do you know who matt gates is right from florida the uh right yeah 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 chin chin, chin guy <laughs> it's got that goofy chin kind of a good looking guy i mean you know looks like a a, a, a florida floridian celebrity you know yeah but, uh, when you say florida though it just really changes everything <laughs> I know. So he tweeted yesterday, I am no longer like he, he at least is admitting it. He says, I'm no longer going back to the Republican Party of yesterday. It is now Trump's Republican Party, you know, and basically I'm here for it. I'm all about it. Like, okay, at least you <laughs> admit that you are not the <laughs> Republican Party anymore or what it was, uh, what it classically was. Yes, who knows? Someday, if it, if it keeps going this way, maybe I will become a Republican and, and run for office. You? Yeah. To reclaim it? To, yeah. to save it? You need oh. a loyal opposition, but loyal opposition means you're loyal to the to the thing, you know, whether, yeah. whether it's the Republic or democracy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not loyal to your side, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Goodness. So, yeah. I wanted to, I, would, I, I sent you a thing last night. I've been thinking about, you know, prognosticating again, you know, looking okay. into the future. Here's yeah. a theological issue that I'm, I'm wondering about. Okay. Okay. So yesterday I had a great conversation with a young friend of mine, a kid I used to coach, uh, you know, um, now he is a youth minister in California. All right. All right. In Northern California, in Redding. Uh, the kid is brilliant. I shouldn't call him a kid. Kid, he's a young man. It's just that, gosh, you know, when somebody's the age of your son, you still call him a kid. Um, but um, so I had this great conversation. His name's Noah, and also, if you want to look up Noah Baxter, spoken word, he's got some great um, pieces on on YouTube. Sweet. But um, but Noah, uh, I was asking him, what is the whole faith deconstruction thing like? where you are, you know, in Northern California. Sure. And he's in a pretty large church staff, uh, kind of a mega church kind of deal. You know, there's several people on staff. And he was, um, and I think it's a church that falls in line more with the Christian Missionary Alliance tradition. Oh, yeah. And he said, you know, we've got people all over the place on that, even in the staff. Uh, he, you know, he said, even on staff, one of the, you know, there's somebody who says, you know, something, I may be getting it incorrect, but it's like, you know, he doesn't even know if he believes in God and he doesn't oh, wow. think the Bible's true, but he's still working through it. Yeah. And, and one of the things that Noah said is the most important part is that they are in a small group together. There's mentoring uh, and there's openness to these conversations. I love it which then triggered something in my mind later. Somebody's on that path of, of deconstruction. Mm -hmm. um, what happens during a pandemic? Oof. 
I mean, Noah's part was it's really important that there are these conversations and this sense of community in that that journey. What happens to people who aren't in leadership, who don't have a who don't have a team? That's you true. know, they're just they they work throughout the week. They have these questions and doubts, and they don't have a community. Oh, good point. And I saw how, how has the pandemic pushed um, this deconstructed um, journey, deconstruction journey, to a place of agnosticism or even atheism, when in other times it wouldn't have to go that way. Right. So, so, so what I'm thinking about, what is that going to look like in the future? What's it going to look like in the next several months? I think, I feel like probably, I think it can go a couple of ways. Some people I believe will, you know, that's probably where they're going to go. That's where they're going to stay. Maybe they'll always be there, you know, because, you know, maybe they're now kind of like, I hate to use the term stuck because that sounds kind of judgmental, but they're going to be stuck on, this is what happened. This plague, this pandemic, God, then God cannot exist. And can there will be some people though, who, um, Maybe they didn't get the community like this leadership did, but I bet they found some form of community in this uh, pandemic, right, right. you know, ways that maybe they didn't connect, probably fellow people on the same journey. And then as they come back together, if we ever do come back together, <laughs> we will eventually. Yeah. You know, they will, uh, it's not that they'll move forward, but they'll find some deeper grounding in this coming back together do you know what i mean like yeah i i i'm kind of hoping that um, so i think it'll go two ways it kind of yeah. depends on the person so i i i this whole thought i did did you ever have to read uh the book stages of faith yeah oh yeah yeah um and so it made me think about that and his uh concluding chapter in the book stages of faith james fowler the last chapter is called faith on earth and has just this quote from Luke 18, verse 8. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And, you know, there's a lot of different ways that I've read that in the past. Uh-huh. Um, but here's a, here's a couple of things. And part of it is, um, yeah, out of that uh, fourth stage that he identifies, where you've, um, you've, it's all this doubt and kind of dark night of the soul and deconstruction is really what it is. But yeah. he was right back in the seventies. So he didn't really use that right. word. Um, you go from that faith that's handed to you and you're supposed to believe because you trust the people who gave it to you. Right. And then when things, when that doesn't suffice, you go to stage four, which is this place of dark, kind of a dark place of questioning and not having anything firm. The place out of that, the fifth stage is called, he calls in, in individuative yeah. reflective. In other words, now as an individual, I own this. Mm-hmm. And it's very reflective and thoughtful. So he writes in this chapter, um, I think it unlikely that persons will develop in faith beyond the individuative reflective stage without committing themselves to some image or images of a faithful ultimate environment and shaping their lives in the human community so as to live in complementarity with it. The issue, the issue is finally not whether we and our companions on this globe become Muslims, Jews, Buddhists, Taoists, Confucianists, or Christians, as important as that issue is. The real question is, 
will there be faith on earth? Yeah. And will it be good faith? Faith sufficiently oh. inclusive so as to counter and transcend the destructive henotheistic, gotta look that one up, <laughs> henotheistic idolatries of national, ethnic, racial, and religious identifications that oh. bind us as a human community in covenantal trust and loyalty loyalty to each other and to the ground of being. In other yeah. words, so when when what I see here is, let's say going forward, people do find that community, will it be mm -hmm. good faith? And henotheistic, the, heno is, um, it's part of the word hedonistic, I believe, but it means yep. um, going our own way. Right. And maybe just... Uh, strengthening our existing biases and prejudice prejudices so yeah we might find community but it might be with destructive tendencies it might be with people who make us feel like uh, we're the true we're the you know we're the the americans we're the real christians we're the ones and, holding on to the only true faith and, and look at this uh there's a perfect storm of of uh, I think of people of faith, regardless of Christian tradition, you know, any tradition, people of yeah. faith deconstructing at the same time, there's polarizing voices, at least in our North American or specifically U.S. culture, claiming this is the true community. No, this is the true community. Right. Can we, could, could the faith, the deconstructing of faith lead to greater polarity and separateness as communities gather in their own little tribes and don't speak yep. with others. Yep. I think you're right. I mean, I, I think that is a danger. There's got to be a way to counteract that, but uh, right now it looks pretty dark. Well, thank you. Yeah. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> well, I see. So I don't, one thing I, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, right? I, I go and I find the things that I, because I, sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to listen anymore to these people because I get too depressed about where, yeah. they're, where yeah. they're going and I can't, like, it seems lunacy to me, but so every now and then <laughs> I do. Well, I mean, I, like, so I go, do you know who Eric, you know who Eric Metaxas is, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. But I said I mean, that with like, a little bit of gag in my throat. I know you yeah. did a little bit. But like <laughs> eight years ago, I may have disagreed with him, but I'm like, you know, but he said some, you know, there's some de de decent work on whatever, you know. But now I cannot listen to the guy. Like, and, and, and so I, I make, I force myself to every now and then just to see where he's at. And I've just been getting so frightened about where they think things are. Like they are celebrating that there's a war going to happen like they oh yeah because it's they are embracing it fully and it scares me <laughs> yeah yeah <sighs> um yeah that that's what scares me but see it, and there's that's happening on other ends too you know like um i recently they've done some research on this there's been a surge of gun ownership on the left on the uh, what we would call the liberal left oh, yeah. you know radical left like a surge of that um so it's there are two sides that are just embracing like gearing up wanting gearing up for war yeah because they've cut themselves off into their 
holes like you're like you're talking about they've de you know they've some people call it like purity purity uh they're the pure we've distilled any hint of disagreement with me on anything on this side well you're just that side then you know like over there if you disagree with me on this one thing so, so do, does that do you think that's going to affect the way you do ministry i mean that, that oh yeah how does it how does it work so i used to be able even just preaching right i used to be able to you know preach a sermon on for example the beatitudes right and right. everybody could agree <laughs> with the beatitudes you know like maybe in their own way of course but now like just in the last like well yeah six four and a half to six years if i preach the beatitudes with no hint i mean of course there's a hint of political talk it's the beatitudes i mean right you know, yeah. like, but but no uh no hint of like i think these this side does this part better nothing like that just straightforward here's the beatitudes and the level of pushback is unlike anything I've seen in my, you know, a relatively short ministry career, you know, of uh, 15, 16 years, but still <clears throat> just like you, why are you getting so political? I literally the same sermon I would have delivered five years ago. <laughs> no difference. Yeah. Why are you getting, so, I'm just reading the Bible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. So even just in preaching, but then in, um, one-on-one -on -one interactions, I find I have to preface so many things now. Like, okay, so I'm not, this is not pro this, this is not pro that, this is, you know, like almost yeah. apologetic first, because I kind of, and maybe it's on my end, like my false understanding of the person I'm talking to, but like, I, I feel like I need to tell with this person, you know, preface it first, make sure they're prepped so that they don't go straight to that you know politics you know so yeah i've had to do that more and maybe that's because of my own you know self-conscious like hey i don't want to come across as favoring anything but but yeah but how do you do that you not favoring well, anything yeah yeah i know i know yeah. that's why i try i'm like you have to understand i'm doing this i love pe I, I, hey i love people okay Right. Uh, so start, let me start with that. And then, then I have to go from there and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the person receives it as, Oh, well, okay. Maybe we don't, you know, <laughs> I agree. We love people. Yeah. We should care for people, whatever. So anyway. <laughs> and and uh, it just seems so sad that you have to make all those disclaimers. I know that I've never had to do that before, but now uh, I feel like, and again, again, maybe it's me. But I just feel like I have to do that now so much. So, so once you make all the disclaimers, and you're you you know you're aiming for a twenty minute sermon. Yeah, right. After you've done all the disclaimers and pre apologized, <laughs> you've only got five minutes to go. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's funny, but you know what? You have to do that. I do feel like it's so funny because both both ends accuse each other of being you know snowflakes essentially. Right. But. <laughs> But I mean, uh, yeah, every uh, every human being has that, you know, a little bit built into them. Uh, <clears throat> a what would you call it? Like an offend, uh, offense? I'm offended. Switch. What would you call that? I don't know. Like, 
there are things that offend you. It's okay. That's a part of yeah. being human. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's also either A, uh, knowing uh, how to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How do you keep that switch from being flipped? You know? Exactly. Or, or, uh, or, or like a level, appropriate level of response or to, to whatever it, it is. Yeah. I, um, and it, I think it depends on the mode of you know, where I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I, when I'm teaching in front of a class of a bunch of people with differing views, I know I'm in a position or a role to go ahead and stand back and yeah. help people process the different positions they're giving because yeah. they know that they're the students and I'm the teacher. I kind of have the authority to control the environment, mm -hmm. but it's when I'm not in that role and I'm just one of the people there and I can't try to get a deeper meaning or flesh out, you know, because they're looking at me like, who are you? Shut up, leave us alone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, that is the danger. And so I never get into those kind of casual conversations. It's like, at least I try not to. Because oh. I know my button gets pushed, but I know that I can't make the best out of the situation. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. I just so, thought so of I find myself I silent. Just don't, yeah, I do that too. Yeah, like rather, and then, and then after the fact, I feel like I should have said something. Oh, you I know. know? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the Martin, Niemuller, not Martin Niemuller quote goes in my head. When they did this, I, I stayed silent. You know, when they did this, I stayed silent. When they did it to right. me, there was no one left, you know? Yep. It's yep. like, oh, yep. gee, where do you I start? <laughs> oh, well, let's, let's go ahead and wind this up. Uh, what do you want to talk okay. about next? What should we tell people is coming up? Uh, do we have what? Do we have any guests coming up? What do we got going we on? We don't have anybody lined up. Oh, okay. We're going to try to find somebody. We got to find some people. Okay, I'm going to work on it. Who's your, who's your, who's on, uh, at the top of your wish list? You know, I'm. I, I guess I'm thinking the month of January. You know, starting all. You know, kind of the fresh start thing. Yeah. I, I would like Mark Karras. If you, oh. you and I have both spoken with him in different yeah. settings. Let's do that. Let's um, get Mark. I mean, Mark would be awesome. Yeah. Um, um, there's still somebody who you and I had a chat with online who would like to get together with us. Um, oh, sure. And talking with her, I think, would be great. Um, yes. But um, you know, that's I, I would love uh, Monica Coleman again. Another time. Yes, That'd Monica be would be awesome. Mm -hmm. So... Um, one of the things that, that bothers me is I had a whole list of people and I looked at them and it's like, oh man, they're a bunch of white guys. I know, you gotta- <laughs> I, I don't wanna talk to old white guys. You, we, got, we got an old white guy and we got a middle-aged white guy. Yep. We need something different. Yep, yep. I'm so, with you. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a young poet in uh, Northern California, or in, uh, yeah, Northern California who I'd love to, to visit with. Um, yeah, I've sent you some again? of her stuff. Yeah, well, I'm not I say it, it. So that you know, everybody's going to pound her, you know, her Facebook page if we say it, and then she'll like, "Why did you okay. talk about me?" Because our, oh. our our tens of thousands of listeners are like, will like, you know, descend. They will. They are. They're rude. Yeah. Well, they're not rude. They're just curious. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're unknowingly rude in their curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, totally kidding. They're wonderful people. And, you know, I, I did talk with somebody uh, who writes a wonderful blog and great worship resources from uh, an African-American uh, experience perspective. Um, 
and and I understand they're trying to do this as a, a way to make a living, but they 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 charge podcasts two hundred fifty dollars oh, sure. per interview. Ooh, it's like nope, pockets aren't that deep. Sorry. So maybe we got to get our Patreon going, I guess. I, I never heard of somebody being interviewed to, to sell their wares, but I mean, paying, I've heard it. paying an interview I've heard it a little bit. So yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're like Jimmy Fallon, maybe, you know, but <laughs> oh, anyway, I love it. So yeah, we got, we got some figuring out to do. We'll do it. We got it. We we're going to, in 2021 is going to be, let's not prognosticate. And, because and, Cody, I want you to let your creativity flow. I'm looking looking forward to those mugs, masks, T-shirts, bumper stickers. Oh. Okay. Um, yes, we'll get our store set up completely. And new new channels, new ideas. Um, okay. Drone footage. I don't know why oh, we want man. drones, but. <laughs> Ooh, drones. Hey, we should get two drones and have them hover over our uh, studios so we can uh, sell that film on our Patreon. So they can just. <laughs> Look at a Google Earth perspective of our homes. <laughs> yeah, why, why people would want that, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Cool. It could be cool. All right. Well, I got to go have uh, outdoor track practice at, um, let's see, what's the temperature here right now? Ooh, uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you what it is here. It's 25 degrees and cloudy. Mm. Oh, 33 and cloudy here. Yeah. And then after that, uh, my friend Cliff and I, we're going to go, this sounds crazy, it's 25 degrees, we're going to go stand in the Boise River and see if we can catch some trout. Oh, I love it. You're going to, so, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I've got extra layers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Have you ever gone ice fishing before? No, I really, really want to. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I, oh. I did it as a kid. I can well, get yeah. boring. But Out in your neck of the woods over there, there was a lot of places to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, enjoy your track practice today. And uh, this week, we'll work hard on getting a guest. We'll find Sounds somebody. Sounds good. All right. Hey, All right. have a great uh, Happy New Year's Eve. Uh, go to bed early. Um, I'm getting it from now on. <laughs> I, I just needed to get that project done and off my plate for Lisa. It's, uh, so I, I'll just to give you a little why, what she does. Every year, she has a friend named Olive. They've been friends, you know, since elementary school. And they make for each other for their birthdays. The other person has to request something, you know. So the person whose birthday it is makes the request. And the other person has to make it. So one year, for example, Olive is her name. Uh, Lisa requested that she go to a pet store and walk around it like Steve Irwin. Okay, so <laughs> yes, so the crocodile hunter. And so she did that. And then uh, Lisa, one year's the request was um, paint, uh, do an, an educational painting film like Bob Ross, do a copy of Bob Ross episode. So she did that. <laughs> well, this year, Lisa's, uh, Olive's request for Lisa was take a lasagna recipe run it through Google Translate a ton of times in a bunch of different languages, and then finally back into English again, and then follow the directions and video it and see what happens. So did, that's did, what they did. Did you, did you bake it? She did, she did end up baking it, yes. But did, did, did you take a bite? 
I did actually. Okay. And it was, no, you don't it have to say much more of that. Okay. It wasn't bad, but I was surprised. Oh, okay. right. it was, yeah, it was actually really good, but it was not lasagna. The, I mean, <laughs> the results are funny. Like it's a pile of stuff, but it wasn't half bad. All right. Hey, well, we can have a cooking segment next time we get together. We can go over that. <laughs> it's funny. All right. All right. I'll let you go. All right. See you in the new year. Uh, bring it in. Bring in the new year. <laughs> I hear a bell. Uh, it's ringing. All right. <laughs> all right. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Cody Stoffer and me, Craig Morton, for this podcast. We simply try to record and upload without much editing. What you get is live conversation with all its ignorance and insight, wisdom and foolishness, sometimes more of one than the other, and occasionally profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so leave a comment. And look for upcoming Facebook Live podcasts where you can interact with our guests. Also, we can be found on Twitter as at All That's Holy. Our intro and outro music is by At The Speed Of Darkness. Support At The Speed Of Darkness on Bandcamp and buy his music there, as well as follow him on Instagram at At The Speed Of Darkness. 